Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio Nation. It is Friday night. <laughs> yes, Friday night. Time to party. It is the cutting room floor after dark. Second week in a row. And of course, the yeah, of course, the woohoo you heard has come from my wonderful and lovely co-host Mary. What's going on? Not a whole heck of a lot. Although it is Friday. Friday. I'd sing for you, but I don't have a good song. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so bad. Um, but yes, uh, of course, we could be seen and heard on Blog Talk Radio, or you could see us over at Twitter at uh, News Comment BTR, or on our official website at News Comment BTR dot uh, com forward slash fan page. You know, uh, right before we go on the air. Mary and I talk about just about everything under the sun. Actually, before we went in there, I was actually talking about um, pickup lines off of Twitter. And I actually have two more. Two more. I got to tell Mary before we uh, continue on. And, and, and folks out there can tell me if you pick up lines or not, but here's one that I actually heard. It says the prettiest girls have at least one A in their full name, which, I mean, who doesn't? <laughs> Um, and then another one, the last one, and I swear I do not use this pickup line. It says, on a scale of one to ten, you're a nine, and I'm the one you need. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yes, that's pickup line. Wah, wah, there, were, wah. There, there were some pretty bad ones before we got on the air. But speaking of pickup lines, I don't know what pickup line. Uh, I don't know what pickup line was used by director Rupert Sanders as uh, he and Kristen Stewart uh, have pretty much, well, they got out of it this week, uh, on their relationship uh, while she was uh, filming the movie. But, of course, we all know that she cheated on her boyfriend, Robert Pattinson, of Twilight fame, and now he's out of the house. But... I guess the backstory to that is that a lot of people are kind of surprised that A, it was actually the woman being in this relationship and not the guy. Normally in Hollywood, you always hear of the guy cheating. Uh-huh. And this week on Inside of This, and there was a relationship expert. Uh, her name was Emily Moore. She's also a relationship expert on the Bravo show, Miss Advice. And she knows that it means cheating a boyfriend. She admits that she's done it herself. And she said that she was no longer interested in the relationship. It was ending. It was sort of a dying relationship. And I met someone and I had a little fling. That may surprise you to learn that when it comes to cheating, men and women are fairly evenly matched. Polls show that 23% of men admit to having cheated on their partners, but 19% of women also say that they've cheated. 
but men and women don't cheat for the same reason. Morse went on to say that women tend to cheat more because they are not feeling that emotional connection anymore in a relationship. Either their partner is gone or he is not giving her the reinforcement that she needs. Men cheat because they want more of a sexual variety. Now, I guess the question, I'm not going to say, if, you know, if who should forgive who, um, but, you know, I was also surprised by Morse's uh, uh, reason for Pat allegedly leaving. She said his ego. And she said, there's no way I'm going to be with a woman who cheated on me and is tarnishing my image. And uh, now, but I guess I want to go a little bit more into this. If the relationship is ending, whether you're a man or a woman, is it cheating if it is already over? Now, I say, yeah, it's still cheating. But why don't, in this case, why don't people just end it and just move on? Why go and just uh, look for somebody new or have flings? I I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't have a good answer for you, only because I don't think you should do it. If the relationship is ending, be an adult and say, listen, I'm not getting what I need. Unfortunately, I don't think people sit down and actually sit like t- say, I need fill in the blank. I need more sex, I need more relation, I need more connection, I need more emotional stability, I need more um affection, I need more attention, I need more whatever the blank is that is causing you to not fail, but move away from your relationship. And maybe it's not even a need. Maybe you just grew apart. It happens. But there should be no reason to cheat. I, I don't think I don't think you should cheat at all. That's just me. So I I don't have a good answer for you. Well I'll put the uh I'll put the shoe on the other foot here. You're Robert Pattinson. Mm-hmm. This comes out find out about it in the media. She doesn't come to you. You find out about it in the media. Mhm. You forgive her? No. Heck no. I'd be out the door like in a New York minute. No, you don't do that. If you've uh, two things, the reason why I'm on on I'm on Team Robert this this year or this time. Um, normally, I'm not on anybody's team, but um, two things. One, they've been quote unquote dating for a while now. It's been a pretty yeah. standard, pretty well-known relationship. Two, they moved in together. So that means there was that level of trust there. She went off. Now, I granted, it is a Hollywood relationship, so there's going to be weird things that happen in Hollywood, and for some reason, everybody thinks Hollywood relationships are some other type of breed of relationship, which in a way it is, but no. I wouldn't forgive her. I, You know what? Maybe I would forgive her, but not right off the bat. And I definitely would stop dating her. That would be my answer. I would I would follow his his role. I, his reasoning kind of sucks. It does sound egotistical. But I have a feeling that he's, he's his ego was really bruised. I mean, it is, you know, he, people absolutely fawn over him. I don't, but people do. So the fact that the one person that he gave his trust and opened his, personal private life to cheated on him in a very and finding out in a very public way yikes I feel bad for the guy 
Yeah, I, I felt bad for him. And, and it's one of those things where I think I'm more shocked because I would have expected him to, I mean, because, you know, he's got a lot of fans. And I know that he has a lot of women that throw themselves at him. And I give him credit for actually sticking by her. I mean, you know, he could have been like those young Hollywood cats. Uh, I feel like 1920s now. A cat. Um, <laughs> 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 You know that, that cat, and, and he could have gone off, and he could have done whatever, but he he stuck with her. And the fact that you find out, not from her, but from you know a media outlet, and then you see the pictures, no, there's no going back. You know, uh, that yeah, point, the, the, I I have a feeling I know what the pickup line was. I'll give you the lead role in my next movie. Pretty much. <laughs> I I shame on her. I'm glad that she's hurting. Apparently she's hurting. Good. You deserve it because you messed up. And, yeah, okay, it sucks that you messed up and what have you, but learn the lesson, don't do it again. Um, It sucks that he's hurting. I'm sorry. Feel bad for you. Can't help you. I'm not going to hit on you. Not my type. Um, But it's all too common, I think. And it doesn't shock me that the girl cheated on the guy. I've, I've heard of that happening with... Very, what's what's the word? Not loyal, but it, those those men that give their all to the to the women and the women that are not grateful for it. That happens a lot where the woman goes out cheating, and I don't know why. There's a lot of good men well, out there that get cheated on, which sucks. It, it has happened to me, and I I don't understand it. And you know, the thing is, is that you know, okay, ladies, even if you know things aren't, I guess. You know, if the romance has, you know, died off a little bit, at least be woman enough to, I mean, just as you say, be man enough to come to you, be woman enough to at least express those feelings. You talk about everything else, so you can't talk about the relationship when it's at, quote, a critical stage. But no, no, I'm glad, you know, Kristen's actually hurting, and I hope it's a, a very harsh lesson because now, not only is she going to look bad, I don't know if it'll affect her acting career, but she looks pretty bad because it not only was with a guy that, you know, another guy, it was with a married guy. Mm-hmm. That's worse. Married guy. <laughs> I mean, that's even if worse. If anything, the director that she cheated on or cheated on Robert with, I I think he's a douchebag and a half. That that's just that made it even worse. It's like you know, it's not like just some random fling. You were with your director for your upcoming movie, who's married to a model with children. Really, uh, she loses a lot of points. Granted, I really uh, there's I have personal opinions about that, but I'm not going to say anything. But yeah, that was not that was not well, cool. We'll leave it right there. And uh, I have another story here, uh, something about dating and probably something that she's probably done with this guy, but uh, that's just that's just my own assumption. It's not true. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> uh, um, it is about something now that is, quote, normal among all of us, and that is sexting. According to a new article out, if you're sexting with a romantic partner, it's perfectly normal. Sexting which is texting naked or sexually suggestive photos of yourself, is, quote, rapidly becoming part of the dating process for young adults. This according to a report by the University of Michigan researchers. 
The rapid spread of smartphones has increased the overall number of photos being sent by text or email, but that technological advance has also increased the number of sext, researchers said. Now, sext has been mostly linked to horror stories of photos of teenage sexters being passed around on intended recipients, and the practice has been associated with risky sexual behavior, depression, or violence. Uh, then there was last year's high-profile political scandal that forced New York Congressman Anthony Weiner from office after he admitted sexting lewd photos of himself to women via Twitter and Facebook. But the Michigan study involving 3,447 men and women aged 18 to 24 found that 30% had sent the sext and 41% had received one. Now, according to the study, it says, quote, our results also suggest that sexting is most often a reciprocal behavior. Among those participants who had ever sent or received a sext, 66% reported both sending and receiving sex, <laughs> sending and receiving. Given finding <laughs> that most young men and women report sharing sex within a dating relationship, it is likely that our findings reflect sexting between romantic partners. Moreover, the reports that our findings provide evidence that sexting is prevalent among young adults, but does not appear to be related to sexual risk or psychological well-being. And it kind of goes on to talk about a few other things that are... Uh, that, but she also said that there have been negative stories about sexting involving preteens and teenagers. She says for younger age groups, legality is an issue. They're also in a very different place in their sexual development. So now I'm going to throw the question out there. You read this study. It's now normal among young adults. Is that a disturbing trend? Well, uh... No, I don't I'm, know not, I'm going to say that. I mean, I, I, tell me that you haven't been part of it. I have been. I'll admit it. No, no, I haven't been well, part of that. No, I'm going to rearrange my question now. I'm going to say younger. I'm going to say with this age group that was put in there and the fact that it is now happening among young adults, and I'm pretty much going to say 18 and below. I'm not going to count our age group because our age group at that point, who really cares? But among young adults who just say, yeah, I do it. And we are potentially talking about maybe even, you know, of course, like I said, this was 18 to 24, but we don't even know yet how many people, quote, unquote, high school of that number. Now, I, I do have to say for argument's sake, last night when I presented this question to Mary, I, I kind of presented it in a different route than I did tonight. I actually had said, is it something that uh, is now – bad about the whole dating scene is that we have to quote-unquote sext before we even uh, start seeing each other and try to find out on our own. But that's a different story that we might cover tonight. But, I mean, for the younger generation, for that to be a normal thing, is that disturbing, though? I don't know how it's disturbing. I mean, do I want my child to do it? No. <laughs> I don't want that out there. Um, but you could... Unfortunately, look at Twitter. Um, it happens. People do it. Smartphones. Um, you could easily take a picture and upload it in two seconds without even thinking about it. You don't even have to look at it. You can just take the picture and upload it. So I don't know about disturbing. I, I think it is a nor it is getting normal. It, there's a normal trend to it. Uh, unfortunately, because there's a normal trend to it. Um, we have to learn how to combat that in a different way, but it's kind of along the same lines as, and I said, I told the story last night. Um, <clears throat> my dad and my mom exchanged some 
risque photos. Now, granted, this was back in the 70s, but <laughs> my parents, in their generational thing, they sexted in a way. I mean, granted, it wasn't actual sexting, but they didn't have email and Facebook and Twitter and, 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 and. You know what I'm saying? There wasn't all the social media available to them at that time. Well, so the, they did. I'm going to put the question out there. How, how old were they at that point? 21. Okay. Adult Before age, 21. Because I, 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 was, I was born when they were 21, so it was before they turned 21. One of the three times they made it, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. So they could take naughty pictures. That I don't – whatever. Go mom, you know. Go dad. I don't want to see them, but bravo for you guys for being like that. I mean, it, that their, their sexting was a letter and a naughty picture that somebody had to develop, <laughs> which I still – Whoa! That's the photo mat. Right, exactly. So that's their sexting. Um, our generation, it was chat rooms and emailed pictures back and forth. Now we obviously have access to the social media as well, and we're not so far out of the loop that we don't know how to use it. However, the younger generation, they don't. Rem- they pen pals? Really? I don't think they. I don't know if my daughter's ever written a letter. And put a stamp on it, ever. <laughs> you know, so it's, you don't send a letter anymore. You send an email. You send a text. You send a you know, a Facebook message. And that's where it comes in. So is it disturbing? I don't think so. It's, I, it's not a shock. Maybe it's disturbing from a parental point of view. I don't want my kid's picture out on the Internet because anybody can get to it. Is it safe? Mm-hmm. Probably not. Is it good to be able to see that ahead of time? I think it's kind of stupid, but that's again me. I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm more old school. You don't get to see the goods until I'm ready to show you the goods. But when I show you the goods, I show you the goods. So I am. I have done it in a committed relationship. Okay. I think I. I'm all for it. I just get a little disturbed when I know that it's getting younger and younger and it's becoming a norm. I think that's where I start to get a little disturbed. Because if not at 18, I'm pretty sure, and I'm not naive, I know that, you know, kids are getting cell phones at much more earlier ages, and there are a lot of raging hormones out there. And there are, of course, some parents who are not watching with their kids put on their camera phone. And so, you know, if you have that 13-year-old that says, hey, you know, show me yours, I'll show you mine. You know, that's where I get a little bit more disturbed because it's not, I guess, it's not hidden like, you know, things used to be hidden with us. There were things that we didn't know until we got a certain age. But because all of this stuff is out there and there's so much stuff that's running through that gets to our kids, I think that's where I get disturbed is that it's now seen as pretty much normal for younger kids. And if, if not at 18, then I'm pretty sure it's seen as normal for that 17, 16, or 15-year-old, you know, who feels that they have to show something in order to have someone interested in them. That's where I think I get disturbed. Now, 18 and up, you can do whatever you want. I don't care. Hey, go right ahead. But I think when it comes to those young kids where other kids are telling them, hey, you know, if you don't show me, you know, your boobs, or for the guys, if you don't show me, you know, what's down there, uh, 
I'm not going to be interested in you. Or do you want to compare? Huh? You could say the word. It's after dark. Yeah, I know it's after dark. (laughs) No, I see where you're going with it. On top of that, the worst part is those kids that are under 18, that can be used against them. And the whole, like, bullying climate that's out there right now, if that picture got to the wrong person, I know it sounds very Lifetime movie, but it could, you know. If it got to the wrong person, now all of a sudden everybody in school knows that you have a mole on your right nipple. Which, do you have a mole on your right nipple? I haven't seen. Uh, I will send you a picture afterward. (laughs) Well, you mind, you show me yours. No. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Lord. Don't make me start doing dirty talk on the phone again. <laughs> but yeah, that's the only time I get disturbed though when I know that it's getting younger and younger and younger and it's becoming more of a norm because if not at 18 then I worry about the younger ages who feel that they mm-hmm. have to do that uh, that's where I get disturbed but leading on from that one what do you find irresistible? sense of humor if you can make me laugh man that's a that's an in right there it, engage my brain because my brain's like got a direct line to my heart that it's yeah I I love to laugh you know that well I mean you know I love to laugh yeah and I have a secret um, crush on you <laughs> or, the, uh, <laughs> or, or, or a secret or a secret hate <laughs> not the whole world knows oh no I think there's a lot more hate than there is love but yes um <laughs> It was a very interesting survey uh, from the folks at YourTangle.com. It's their irresistible use survey, and it left no stone unturned when it comes to what makes men and women feel attractive and what we're attracted to in a partner and what body parts like, say, for example, that women love, eyes, lips, hair, what body parts do they hate, unfortunately too many of them. But it says, what do people find attractive in a partner and what activities make them feel attractive? And finally, you know, what female celebrity or male celebrity do you love out there? And among some of the things in that survey, and we'll post it to our website, uh, they polled uh, 700 uh, your Tango readers to find out what makes them feel most irresistible. 90% of respondents said feeling attractive influences their overall relationship happiness. 89% agreed that relationship problems arise when one or both partners lacks confidence. Now, among some of the other things on this survey, the top six activities that make women feel attractive the highest-ranking one was exercise and eating healthy. Buying new clothes came in at a little bit at 40%. The first one was 60%. Wearing makeup was at 40%. Quality time at 40%. Having sex was a little bit under 40%. And flirting, which is right about that 40% line. Now, the qualities men find most irresistible in a potential love interest, 24% said sense of humor, 24% said self-confidence, 16% said intelligence, 17% said body, 8% said face, 3% said style, 2% said accomplishments. So pretty much they would be attracted to my lovely co-host because she's got all of those. Yeah, and then it says the beauty, the beauty products that make women feel most irresistible. 27% said perfume, eyeshadow, uh, I'm sorry, mascara was next, followed by eyeshadow. And then it said the female body parts that men find most appealing. 30% said thoughts. 
20% said lips, 20% said chest, 19% said eyes. Now, what do you think that the most the body parts women like most about themselves? The exact opposite. I saw that. That was quite that was quite interesting. Yeah. Because I know most like, women don't like butts. <laughs> their butts well, the or their body. Yeah. And forty percent said eyes. The women like most about themselves their eyes. Mhm. So, when it came to chest, only eight percent. So, um, I was kind of surprised here. The top celebrities that women find most irresistible, Angelina Jolie in terms of women, and then in men it was a tie between Ryan Gosling and Channing Tatum. And the top celebrities men find, <laughs> and the top celebrities men find most irresistible, George Clooney and Jennifer Aniston. So, I was a little bit surprised about this whole thing, especially with what women have to say about themselves. Um, you know, just when you thought it was one of those things that, uh, but then again, it's not surprising that a lot did not like their nose, their arms, their butt, their chest, things that, you know, they could get surgery on or, you know, change. But eyes, you really can't change too much without getting contacts. But, yeah. Well, the eyes are the windows to the soul. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, if you look into a woman's eyes, a woman has, and I think it's because of the, and, and I don't know where I saw it, but there's an innate thing with women are much faster and much more accurate at reading people's facial expressions from just the eyes. So women are are looking at other people's eyes 95% of the time. I mean, I'm not going to say always. Trust me, there are times when I'm not looking at people's eyes. But it's, we we can read those facial expressions just from the eyes. I'm not saying men can't. I'm just saying that women are better at it. So that's not really surprising to me that our favorite feature is the eyes because you can read what a person is thinking, what they're feeling, what the, where they're going. There's like when somebody says, "No, you know, I ask you, hey, Lavar, how are you doing today?" And you're like, "I'm fine." And I can look at you and say, "You're a liar. There's something wrong." It's not me being clairvoyant. It's there's something on your face and it's usually along the eyes. Your eyes tell a big story. So it's not a big surprise that women like the eyes the best. What I did like, what I found interesting was that men like the things that women hate the most. <laughs> I know. I know, right? <laughs> but that's always going to happen because I think that, you know, we don't see... Did you get cut off again, LaVar? All right. LaVar gets dropped off the of Blog Talk Radio, so we're going to keep going on this one until he jumps back in. Um, what he was probably going to say was, we don't see you the way you see yourself. It's a possibility. I don't know. But um, it was an interesting survey. It was, <laughs> I thought it was really interesting who the men thought were the most attractive with George Clooney. That was that was interesting, but then he also has that suave debonair kind of thing, um, and how women were going for the hot new guy. Um, yes. You. So what talking? What talking about? I already told everybody you dropped off and weren't coming back, so I just kept going. Yeah, pretty, yeah, pretty much. But no, uh, I think guys, they what they look at is that we don't uh, put in heavy emphasis on things that you guys put an emphasis on. A lot of you complain about your butt. We don't care. A lot of you might complain about your lips. We don't care. A lot of you complain about your boobs. We don't care. 
And I think that's why, you know, that guys, you know, they tend to gravitate more toward those things. But I am surprised that a lot of them said that sense of humor because, of course, guys always have that, you know, that comedy thing in them, too, where they try to be funny. And it's like, yeah, I can I can understand, too. So it's... Uh, you like a woman that's confident enough to take a joke. Yeah. You know, like, you know, if we watch... Because a lot of guys watch, you know, comedy movies. So... You know, girls are always like, no, you know, and we want a girl that can at least appreciate some type of twisted or sick humor with something that we like. So, yeah. <laughs> Give me a good fart joke. Yeah, yeah. We've got about 90 seconds to go. So sorry about that. But any shout-outs for this week? Um, I do have one. Uh, it's going to be uh, your, It's gonna be so funny. Shout-out to Mr. Teabag. He's in Alabama this week. So, shout out to him. Um, <laughs> there's an inside joke to that, but, um, and yay to everybody. I might be heading out to Stoney's tomorrow instead of my usual Friday, so if anybody's out in the Vegas area, swing by, come see me. I might buy you a drink, I might not. <laughs> One question, though, with that guy, Mr. Teabag, is his first name Lipton? <laughs> Oh, if it was. Or is it Tetley? I don't know. It's, it's, it's either one or the other. <laughs> you know, we've got a thing. We'll, we'll, we'll figure it out soon. But um, <laughs> I don't know why we're pulling this. Their time is up. We must go. We will see you next Friday, everyone. But, of course, I will see you again on Sunday. So for Mary, I'm LeVar. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. Peace.